Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. We are recording in Silver Spring, Maryland, and are so glad that you can join us. Gitten Peches, Gitten 88a, pagination is 175, starting from the bottom of the page, about 22 lines up. The Gemara says, Ksivbe Behoshea ben Ela, it is written, by Hoshea ben Elah, who is the last king of the Israel kingdom during the first base Hamikdash, Fayas Hashem, he did bad in the eyes of Hashem, Raklo Kamalcha Yisrael, but not as extreme as some of the other kings, says the Gemara. Osan Pardesios Shahoshiv Yeravam Al Hadrachim, those roadblocks that Yeravam placed, Kedeshaloyalu Yisrael Lurego, so that the Jewish people should not go up to the Beis Hamikdash on the holiday because he didn't want his kingdom to be disenfranchised by the greatness of the Beis Hamikdash and by the fact that the Davidic dynasty king is the real king, and he's the only one who's given the real prestige in the Beis HaMikdash. So Yeravam created these roadblocks, people shouldn't go to Yerushalayim for the holiday. Bahosheya Uvitlan, Hosheya, this later king, he abolished the roadblocks and allowed the people to go to Yerushalayim. But the problem was that nevertheless, the Jewish people did not go up on Yom Tif. Uh, perhaps they were already in the bad habit of not going up. But in any case, once the mitzvah finally became available to them, they were expected to do it. And unfortunately, they did not. And the Gemara views that very harshly. This is a concept that we have, it comes up in a variety of applications. The concept of being on standby to do a mitzvah, even if you can't do it right now. We have a concept that normally mitzvahs are able to be done. Hashem gives us the strength to do a mitzvah. But occasionally, there's a mission impossible, a situation where it just, under those circumstances, halachically becomes questionable. We have an example of this, the Jews in the desert not doing bris milah, except for Levi, that they continued to do milah, but many of the families did not, because they felt it was dangerous. They were living in makeshift conditions. They were never sure when they would have to travel next, and they were afraid that it would endanger the child. And when they got to Eretz Yisrael, Yehoshua did a mass bris milah. In other words, once it became available to them, they did the mitzvah and it became clear that they were always on standby, just that they were onsen. It was dangerous and that's why they didn't do it. Similarly, over here, 
what would have been expected is that even if you can't be Ola Regal because of these roadblocks and the king doesn't let, but as soon as the roadblock is removed, what should have emerged was that the people were on standby, ready to do the mitzvah, and unfortunately, they weren't. Let's skip to Amud Beis, the Mishnah, uh, three lines from the top, and we have an interesting similar example where we believe that the person really wants to do the mitzvah, but things are getting in the way. And that's apparently a, a, an acceptable, so to speak, human condition. We can deal with it. That if the person really wants to do the mitzvah, but things are getting in the way, in the case of Hosea ben Ela's generation, unfortunately, when the restraint was removed, they still didn't do the mitzvah, and that's problematic. But we have a case here of get me'usa, a get that was forced to be given, be Yisrael, among the Jewish people. If the people forcing the husband were an authorized bezdin, then kosher. It's going to be a kosher get. So that, if you have a situation where the husband is halachically obligated to give his wife a get, whatever the conditions might be, then if he doesn't want to give it, there is such a thing as Bezdin forcing him to do it. In the time of the Talmud, they actually would beat him up if necessary, as long as it was Bezdin sanctioned that indeed he's totally wrong. In other words, as wrong as he may be, ultimately we need his consent to write the get and give it. And in order to obtain his consent they could put pressure on him. In our time, this is basically not practiced, um, but we do need this information to be aware, at least in a verbal sense, when do we have the right to convince, verbally coerce somebody to give a get. Amr of Nachman Amr Shmuel the Gemara says, Get kedin kosher. If it's done halachically correct, then it's kosher. Shalokidin posel, uposel. If it's done incorrectly, you didn't have a right to force him to do it, then the get is posel, but administering such a get will be posel her from the kuhuna that even if the husband later dies before her, she's not going to be considered merely an almana, a widow, and be able to marry a Kohen, but rather because the get was given, and it looks like a get, even though it's not a get, it's going to be bad enough, it's called reyach haget, the scent of a get, where she's not going to be allowed to marry a Kohen as a result of that. Dropping down to midway on the page, the Gemara says, Abaye Ashkechel Rav Yosef, Abaye found Rav Yosef, the Yosef, he was sitting in a Bezdin, and he was forcing men to give Gitin. Omale, Abaye said, 
we're not of the great stature of the previous Batei Dinim that we should be able to force someone to give a get? Amalei, Rav Yosef responded, you're right, we're not as great as they were, but Anan Shlichu Sayhu Ka'avdinon. We are their messengers. In other words, such a case where a woman is an aguna and the Bezdin paskins after due process that the husband must give a get, if they paskin that he can be forced, even though we're not of that type of stature on our own, but we could practice such in their name in the name of the previous Batei Dinim that did have that great stature. Now, this Gemara is a fascinating one because, as it's explained by the Rambam in Gerush and Bey's Chof, that we're dealing with a case here that the Yetzirahara is getting in the way. The Rambam writes, Misha didn't know saying, if the halacha is, Shekofenus oligarish, that you're allowed to force him to give a get, Bezdin shall Yisrael bechomokom of ucholzman makinoso. Bezdin of any generation is allowed to hit him, Acheyoma rotsa'ani, until he says, I want. And then you could write the get, and it's going to be kosher. Now, I mentioned we don't hit, but the concept of putting pressure on somebody would exist in such cases. But what's fascinating is that you have to wait till he says, I want. And of course, the question running through our minds is, how valued is saying, I want, if they're beating him up? And the Rambam answers, when you have a Jew whose Yitzhahara is getting in the way, and then they hit him until he distances himself from the bad behavior, he is actually considered forced by his bad inclination to be doing the wrong thing, and the hitting is getting him to do what he really wants to do. Lefikach, therefore, this person who does not want a divorce, but he wants to be part of the Jewish people, but the Yitzhahara is getting in the way, and when you hit him enough, so his Yitzhahara, his ulterior motives get weakened, and he says, Rotsa'ani, he agrees, Kivar Gorish Luritsono, that is considered authorizing the get from his real desire. And again, we have an application here on the emotional side, but a person is being withheld from doing a mitzvah, and as soon as the obstruction is removed, we expect him to actually begin to perform the mitzvah properly. Yeshe thank you for joining.